0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Wayne Cook, UCLA sideline reporter. Wayne joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Wayne, good morning.
1: Good morning, you guys. I got to tell you, that music leading in, and I don't know if you do this on purpose... But it, it's, it's Remember the Titans, the, the scene when they start winning a bunch of games. Just a – I love that song.
0: <laughs> so that brings us to the first obvious question that must be asked of anyone who knows anything about UCLA. How has this happened? Because they were laughably bad in September, but October they were better, and now in November they know if they just keep winning, they're in the Pac-12 title game. And that seemed impossible in September.
1: One of the problems with our current slate of, of college football, we have 130 teams, and they all play dramatically different schedules. UCLA, up until I think San Diego State lost this weekend, all three of their non-conference opponents were still in the top 25, like currently in the top 25. Oklahoma, Cincinnati both have one loss, and then now I believe San Diego State has two. So while people are playing schedules, and I, I don't want to throw shade on Utah, and I'm not saying this is—I don't know which is the smart way to go. There are there are schools out there that played a lot less. Uh, well, I'll give you I'll give you a better example. So it's not personal. Arizona State. Arizona State was getting kind of getting a lot of credit. They were in the, when we played them, they were ranked 24th. They weren't the number 24th ranked team of the nation. They weren't that good. They they had played not that great of opponents and some of their wins were squeakers and then they, they just kind of they, they were they were overhyped a little bit and then you see teams like Minnesota you could say they were their schedule's been weak and then they beat Penn State and it was like wow maybe they're really that good so there's more to it than just schedule but but you say they lost two of those three games by I think nine and ten points in the first three so they were finding their way against really good opponents as opposed to finding their way against teams that they were that would, they would would have probably beat if that makes any sense.
2: Okay, and then they got smashed by Oregon State in the youth speed Oregon State 52 to 7.
1: Well, again, I made it personal, so I appreciate that comeback. That that <laughs> You only made it personal cuz
2: I'm an ASU grad, not because I uh, have anything oh, to do Lord, with you. I Utah. love it. See, you never know. I love it.
1: Uh, <laughs> so what's funny about that is the Oregon State game was 21 nothing. Before, uh, before UCLA blinked. It was like six minutes in. It was 21 to nothing. And I, I got to admit, it was bad. It was terrible. Arizona, the Arizona game was worse because that's a game we, we should have won. It was weird. Dorian Thompson-Robinson missed the Oregon State game, so he was out. Uh, we had our backup quarterback in. He played pretty well. Defense wasn't there yet. Um, so those two games I can't explain. The, the schedule is tough. The Oregon State game and the Arizona game. Both close games. UCLA was in it, but they hadn't quite figured it out yet. And now we've got a quarterback that's playing really well. We've got – and again, I'll I'll, I'll compliment here. I I think the two best running backs in the entire uh, conference are playing in this game and Moss and Joshua Kelly, uh, two big, strong backs. Um, So they're they're starting to figure out uh, how – you know, Dorian thompson Robinson is getting a lot better. You have to worry about his legs because he's not only throwing it well, but he's running it well. And with Joshua Kelly being healthy, which remember he was not healthy at the beginning of the year and really didn't hit his stride until like the last four or five games, um, starting to play a lot better has kind of changed the team. And then for whatever reason, and part of it, part of it, and I'm going to go back on what I said earlier, the schedule that UCLA has won three in a row against hasn't been the greatest either. So, so they're, they're, they were front-loaded. The schedule was hard at the beginning and the last – I say five games. Be honest with you, UCLA should have run five in a row, because I think they should have beat Oregon State and um, and, and Arizona. But uh, they're they're getting better at the right time. This is a huge game. If you force me to bet on it, I, I would I would bet Utah. But I think I think UCLA has improved a ton and, and is gonna you know and I'm hoping they show up. So you went a little different direction
0: than I, I thought. We have Lincoln Kennedy on the show. And he's been saying that UCLA has young talent, and I thought you were going to go more to the credit belongs to the coaching staff. Because the thing with the current system is we do start judging them from game one, and we don't really allow or recognize that guys get coached up. And UCLA's playing a lot of young players, and they are, and and you make good points about the schedule. It was front-loaded. But they're just actually better. They've been been coached up. They've learned from their failures, and they've improved.
1: Coach Kelly said all along, that he would never change. the, and I, and I think part of that's because of the youth. When you have a young team and, and you know, everybody asked him, you know, are you afraid you're going to lose the team? Are you afraid that you're going to lose the team? And, and Chip Kelly has been so steadfast in this concept that, like, we're going to do things right. We're going to bring in the right type of players. We're, we're not going to recruit kids that are going to quit on us. <laughs> we're going to recruit the right type of people. And there was a lot of turnover. And this is a, a very young team. But they played a lot of football now. You know, a lot of these guys played last year as freshmen, and, and now we have a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing. And, and they are getting better. I totally agree with that. And, and even the, the, the local media out here, I mean, they just they try to ask Chip Kelly a million different questions in a million different ways. And basically they're like the same five questions over and over and over again. And he just keeps saying, guys, all we want to do is get better today. All we care about is Utah. They talk to him about how big this game is, and we all know that it's a huge game in the, in the Pac-12 South because when we look at the records, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're playing for first. I mean, it's huge for both teams. It's huge for the conference because the conference wants Utah to win. So it's one of those deals that, that Coach Kelly and that staff has just said, listen, we're going to do this the right way. And those loves they took early in the year against really good opponents – I truly believe he thought that that was going to make them better. So I, I totally agree with you guys the, the players are getting better. The coaches are doing a great job and no matter how much is being thrown at them, as far as it got, it got rough. I mean, people were already, I mean, shoot, some people wanted it to be like Willie Taggart. Like, listen, he, he's had enough time, like a year and a half is enough time nowadays to, to turn a team around. And I, I'm sure glad that, that uh, nobody was listening that has intelligence in the athletic department because this staff is good, I agree with you guys. And um, as a matter of fact, you'll see two great coaching staffs in this game because I, I think Utah's as good as it comes. So yeah, that's, that's a great point.
2: So we broadcast down there uh, for Pac-12 media day, and all the coaches come through and. And the players and Joshua Kelly came through and and afterward I wanted to hug him because I just don't know that I could have found a a finer kid. And his story is remarkable about being a walk on at UC Davis and all this stuff here. And so I'm really happy to see his success because he seems, at least during the time that we interviewed him, to be such a great kid. You would know it more than I am. I would. So I'm happy for his success And, and certainly he's come on and he's made a significant difference in their ability to have success. There's no question about that. My thought for you is Utah's very stout against the run defensively. How is it going to work for Kelly and DTR, for that matter? Because, obviously, he's got the ability to run.
1: Wow. Uh, To say that Utah's stout on defense might even be an understatement. I mean, they've been great. So this is going to be the test. I mean, it's been weird because starting with Stanford, UCLA's won the trenches – Really, I'm going to go because they've had five straight games with 200-plus rushing yards. And so they've been winning. The offensive line has been getting better. They haven't faced Utah yet, okay? one of the best defensive lines and defensive fronts in the country. Um, so this is going to be a huge test. Uh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I try to interview. Every time I try to compliment Joshua Kelly, he compliments me more in return. That's just kind of kid he is. So I totally agree with you. Um, he's, he's amazing. He's more happy talking about everybody on the team than himself. Uh, we need more kids like that in, in college football. Um, but he's a leader of this team. So if he gets 78 yards and those 78 yards are the type of yards that can wear a defense out. And, and some of those 78 yards are, are, are first downs, uh, or goal line run. Uh, I don't think he would care, um, I think what's really changed things is that Dorian Thompson-Robinson has become so much smarter with when he keeps the ball. Like earlier in the year, we'd be like, Dude, is he just predetermining whether he's keeping it or giving it? And we couldn't quite figure it out. I think he was kind of playing the game. I, 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 I've often said that Dorian early in the year, was just, he was just running the plays that were called. I think he's playing quarterback now. Like He's very aware of when it's third and four. And if he thinks he can keep it and get four yards or scramble on a pass play and get four yards, he's doing that on a regular basis now. So he's kind of getting that, like, I'm just playing the game because I want to win, not just I hope I don't screw up, which a lot of young quarterbacks do play that way. So when you throw into the mix Joshua Kelly, who, who along with Zach Moss, again, I think are the two best running backs in the, in the conference. And it's weird because Tyler Huntley and the way he's playing, he's playing unbelievably well. And I was one that was critical of him because I didn't know if he was a, a good enough passer to win a championship. And He's been so good this year of leading the team, even hobbled on the road last week. That was incredible or two weeks ago. Um, I just think that, that they kind of mirror each other. The, as far as quarterback, running back, obviously Tyler Huntry is way more experienced, so we'll see what Dorian can do. But it's in the trenches where this game's going to be won. And so UCLA is going to have to find a way to block a great front because if they're forced to throw the whole time and they can't run the ball, it's going to be a struggle. So, and I think the same on the other side of the ball. You know, UCLA's defensive front has been so much better, but this is a different animal. And so they're going to have to play a team that's, you know, clicking on all cylinders.
0: Wayne Cook, UCLA sideline reporter, joining us in advance of the Utah-UCLA game. So Utah's only loss is to SC, and SC threw the ball, in some cases up for grabs, and let the receivers go win a 50-50 ball and make big plays, and that's how they won the game. And then Washington led and pushed the youth before eventually losing, and they basically abandoned the run. I mean, they threw it 52 times and only ran it 22. Easton threw right. for 316 yards. Can UCLA, I when mean, we watch their games, we've seen them, when they get the run game going, they're really good. But if they have to throw it down after down, what's that going to look like?
1: Better than it would have four or five weeks ago. Because I think, you know, and I've said this the whole time, I've always thought the problem with UCLA was was early was quarterback play and offensive line play. And I've even told Dorian, I mean, I've talked to him all the time after games. I'm like, Dorian, dude, you've gotten so much better at just making the decisions of being a quarterback, you know, getting us into the right place, you know, throwing the ball to the right receiver instead of forcing it. Um, Kyle Phillips is a guy, and you got to know where he is. Um, Devin Asiasi, a tight end, is a, is a guy. Um, there's some you know, We haven't talked about uh, Demetric Felton as much because with Joshua Kelly back, he hasn't been as much of an emphasis. But you have to worry about him, too. The, the talent on this team has been there from day one. It was getting the, the offensive line and the, um, and the quarterback play up to speed and then getting Joshua Kelly healthy. Now that they are, this offense has been one of the better offenses in the entire in the entire conference, so so they're they're getting there. I, I I don't do not think the game plan is they want to throw the ball 50 times because I don't see a weakness. I mean, shoot the, the you know se you guys that, that game se was healthier back then. Um, I know they're not looking as good right now, but those receivers are all NFL guys. They're so good. And yes, they do throw it up sometimes. I don't think you'll see that from UCLA. Um, the, the, this is more of a system, but there is talent, and so um, if UCLA has to throw a lot. I think it's probably trouble. But if they can stay balanced, I think that'll be great.
2: So I saw a story early on in the midst of the losing that was starting out during the season that 63 guys have left the program since Chip Kelly (laughs) took over. I'm sure you saw that. Is that just a situation of weeding out undesirables and they're better off for it?
1: You know, it's funny because the weeding out part is weird because it makes it sound like it's all the coaches, like you need to move on. I think weeding out happens naturally. I think some players were like, I don't fit, and so they leave on their own. I mean, there was quite a few players and you know, people love to focus on, and this is a great conversation with Utah because I love what UCLA is doing right now. You know, people get all worked up about recruiting. Um, You know, Utah hasn't always landed the most four- and five-five-star guys, but they coach them up. They get the right kids. I I truly think that's part of what Shukili's plan is. That doesn't mean we won't get four- and five-star guys because we've had a few – Uh, commits recently that are that are have a few stars by their name but if they're not the right kids who cares we had some guys that were high ranking guys that may or may not have been team players may or not have been the type of guys that would buy into uh, what coaches want to do or in some cases and people don't want to hear this they were overhyped I mean, we live in a world, you guys, where every single kid now, it seems like they transfer to elite schools and they play with nothing but other elite players against, you know, teams that, let's be honest with you, they just destroy. And their stats are padded. And some of those guys are great, don't get me wrong. Some of the guys are, are, are can't-miss guys. But, but there's a there's lot of guys out there that are really good players that get overlooked. Um, and if they're put in the right situation, uh, they'll succeed. So that whole whatever happened – I think it was a lot of different things. I think more than anything, guys needed to find a a better situation. Um, Some of it was injuries. Some some guys medically retired. And then others were just, you know, guys couldn't buy into the program. So, I mean, I don't think much of it was, hey, you can't play here, move on. I don't think that happened as much as people would like to think.
0: Last thing before we let you go, Wayne, the spread for this is 20 points. Does Vegas know something, or does that merely reflect – Kind of the, the uh, general betting public's thought, and they're not following it as close as they should. What, what do you see that might not
1: might say that that number's wrong? Well, you know what, I don't, I don't really – this is what UCLA players have to understand, and it's probably good for them. This game, whether you like it or not, UCLA's got a three-game tournament, really, that starts – and it's one game at a time. It's single elimination at this time. Um, if you don't, you know, to, to me, if, if, you, if, you can, if you can find a way, and, and let's be honest, I mean, the UCLA-Utah series, you know, it, I mean, it could go either way. There's been a lot of great games. Uh, Utah is one of the toughest. Everybody always talks about Washington and Oregon. Utah is one of the toughest environments to play in. The student section is incredible. But if you're a football player for UCLA, you love it. You love that everybody's out to get you. You love it that you've won three games. And, and I know both teams had a bye last week, so they both get a chance to get healthy. But, but you, you love that you've got all your, all your weapons. Everybody, everybody right now is ready to go for UCLA. Um, and and you, just, you love the opportunity to go on the road and to try to take on a team. If, if UCLA could pull it off, this would be the third team that they've played, and, and it would be the third win against the top 25 team you know, with all the losses, they beat Washington state when they were ranked at Washington state. And then they beat Arizona state when they were ranked, uh, 24th. So it's an opportunity. And so, and I know the coaching staff just wants to get better and play hard. And so maybe the number is something you can look at, but for the most part, I don't think that's the way UCLA is wired. I think they see an opponent on the other side of the field and they know that if they play their best game, that they're going to have a chance to win it. And that's the way they go into every week. So, um, you know, numbers are numbers. I'm not surprised by that, though. Utah's been a better team this year. They, they deserve to be favored by that much.
0: Wayne, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on and, uh, you know, starting it off with that shot at ASU. That was excellent. The rest of us were grinning. <laughs> we <could see laughs> you PK's know, if face.
1: I would have known, I would have rubbed it in a little bit more. I, Wayne, I, why I, didn't you stick her- to
2: coaching golf in high school? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, I played golf yesterday, so it's like it's a, it's a great sport. Don't you undermine golf.
2: <laughs> I'm not, but is, aren't you a former <laughs> high school golf coach?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean I was good at it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys, anytime. Wayne Cook, UCLA Sideline Reporter. Join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.